Welcome to Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Join us on our podcasting journey as we bring you the latest in Lego news, talk about sets we've recently put together, and remember pieces that we have stepped on in the middle of the night. We hope you enjoy the episode and make Extra Pieces a part of your Lego fan experience. Jay, this is our first real episode and I'm really excited about the response we had to our brief introductory pilot last week. We did make the announcement on April the 1st, and but that said, only one person actually asked me if it was an April Fool's joke. This year, many of the LEGO fan media posted some form of online prank to commemorate um, that auspicious occasion of japery. What were some of your favourites? I don't know, Richard. Like, um, I felt we went overboard with the fake podcast announcement, and the only reason why we're doing this episode here is because we set everyone's expectations so high and I think now we have to follow through on our supposed April Fool's joke. So here we are. Okay, so for those that are following through, we're going to treat this as a serious podcast. Very serious. I think this this is in fact something that we've been brewing in our minds for a couple of years now. And so this is now the real world. This is not a hoax. I repeat, this is not a hoax. Or is it? Anyway, on to April Fool's Day. Um, as I said, many of the fan media produced some quality quality pranks. What was one of your favourites this year? Uh, I think I think for me personally, I really like um, the, the leaks, the Lego leaks coming out from brickfans.com that's brickfans with a z.com um i just loved how at the level of effort that adam went to design and actually build an actual leak i think it was very on point with the discussions the debate and the drama about leaks amongst fan media and yeah and, and for those who haven't seen it, we highly recommend that you go and have a look at it. In fact, Adam um, mocked up one of the botanical collection boxes in the in the tradition of the bonsai tree and the flower bouquet and set it up with a couple of brick-built leeks that looked remarkably, remarkably real and indeed did have a few people looking a little bit excited at the prospect of being able to have some more real-world vegetable-oriented building activities ahead of them. I'm pretty excited. Um, I have my bonsai tree sitting as a centerpiece on my dining table and some people have bowls of fruit and now I want a brick-built um, series of fruit. You know, give us mangoes, melons, grapes. I would totally buy that. Would you support it on Lego Ideas, Jay? I would pay money for it right now. Myself, I I was um, delighted by the introduction of the 18 plus Duplo design series um, that Brickset presented to us. They um, went over the top using the language of some of the press releases and lifestyle photos that we've seen recently um, with the Duplo globe produced with a green and blue 2x4 Duplo bricks and then the mindfulness uh, or the geometric um, set which was two 
red bricks. Looking at the work that, that went in and indeed the um, adapting the language that's been used in a lot of the press releases produced recently, it, it did have me not unsure for a moment. I suppose given the adults-only ratings that's been applied to other preschool subject matters such as Winnie the Pooh and Sesame Street, it wasn't totally unfeasible. No, I I like the I like the lengths that they went to with the photography. They you know they were they were they were obviously mimicking a lot of the eighteen plus, uh, styles of how they would um you know how 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 the model would look displayed in your home. I think what I would have loved to see is maybe Hugh or Captain Rex longingly staring at a completed lego model of the design duplo set i think that was the one thing that i really would have wanted to see did um did any april fool's jokes or gags get you this year richard i did find myself looking twice at leaks even though the word should have been a dead giveaway for me what about you jay were there any other any other honourable mentions that, that managed to catch you off guard and have you double-clicking through to see whether it was real or not? I think for me it was, uh, it was Ash and Flash. So Ash and Flash is a, a Lego YouTuber and I think he's based in Canada, if I recall correctly. And because of the time difference um, and being, being, in, being in Australia, um, I saw his video go up um, the following day so it was the 2nd of april for us and i was it was early in the morning and i was just scrolling through twitter and his tweet popped up so i clicked on it and i was like oh they did announce the uh classic batman batcopter with the scene with the famous scene of batman and robin fending off a shark with shark spray um ah, yes that, that was super timely because the uh, the announcement or the photos of the classic Batman Batmobile just came just just went up pretty much a few hours or a day ago. So I was like, oh, did I mm. actually miss a you know another set reveal. Um, and he he did it quite well because he was scrolling through um the Lego dot com uh listings page and he made it look very very believable so that caught me for a moment until i realized oh it was it was, it was a joke and uh yeah so gonna gonna put my hand up and admit that um ash and flash got me this time um but i'm gonna play the uh the second of april time difference card as a get out of get out of jail card so that's 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 me I, I'm going to say the joke will be on them when it's actually released as a set next year or as a UCS later in the year. We are expecting that they'll probably last two years we've had both the Batmobile and the Batwing released. I think it would be perfectly feasible that we'll have a 1966 Batcopter released as one of the October releases this year um, as a direct consumer. So let's see whether or not that comes to be or not, in which case the joke will be on them. I think, yeah, I think the uh, it's it, it's a matter of when not if for that set absolutely absolutely but yeah it's been pretty good um i'm pretty happy that the fan media and the lego community has gone back to april fools this year um after taking a break from uh gags 
last year. I decided to not do one last year because yeah, it was it was just a very dark time, and I think for for many people, myself included, it just felt like the world was ending at that time. Oh. No, absolutely. Um, we'll just flash flashback twelve months, and a lot of the world was sort of on the verge of entering um, the first lockdown period with the coronavirus pandemic. For those listening to this in the future, trying to work out some context for us. Um, so yes, April twenty twenty was a relatively quiet April Fool's period in the Lego fan media, and Lego and April twenty twenty one was very much embraced by by the collected media and I'll have to admit I just found myself going from chuckle to chuckle to guffaw to belly laugh (laughs) and yeah now and now planning for the 2022 April Fool's gag begins All right, in our next segment, uh, we go into some of our recent builds. So, Richard, what have you been building recently? What was the last set that you... So, most recently, Jay, I've been building a pre-release copy, thanks to the AFOL engagement team of the LEGO group of 75306, the Imperial Probe Droid, which was announced about two weeks ago in conjunction with both the Darth Vader and the Scout Trooper helmet. Um, I really enjoyed building this set. The the probe droid is essentially the first character that we see in The Empire Strikes Back, which has a dramatically different tone to the other films of the original trilogy. And as we have this sort of giant cybernetic jellyfish-like creature cruising across. I think the final model really captured the the essence of it quite well. It does a great job at capturing the round nature of the droid using essentially square bricks, and there are some very clever techniques used to have the um, body of the droid appropriately rounded and then the head of the droid is just bristling with sensors and weapons and more sensors of different types and really I feel that it offers a masterclass in greeble work Um, just adding all of those little details using some techniques which I suspect might be of dubious legitimacy because I can't work out how I'm going to actually pull it apart when I if I were to finish with the model um, there, is, there are some elements that you click into places where there is no easy way to get them out. But that said, we've ended up with a model that I think floats in the air. It represents something that we've not seen on this scale in a previous Lego set at all. Um, and it certainly offers a great level of realism whilst maintaining that Lego charm of keeping a number of studs on view. There are a couple of relatively, not necessarily new elements, but new colours. Um, we've got one of the accessory packs that previously has been seen in Ninjago um, that is used for some of the greebles in the legs and around the head of the model. Um, recolored from metallic silver to titanium grey. Otherwise, 
every time there's the opportunity for something to be done just a little bit differently to in another part of the model, say the joints on the legs or another sensor array, they're done in a different way every time. And I think it's just a... I'm sounding a little bit too excited about this. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed this build and just every time I put something together, I found myself doing something in a new way. That's great. Uh I I haven't built mine, so I'm pretty you've um you've definitely got me excited. I I reckon for me this is probably my favorite build of of the three that came out over or that are coming out at the end of April. Um, we've got this, the Scout Trooper and Darth Vader. So you've, we've see, I've seen your reviews for both the Darth Vader and the Scout Trooper. Which one did you prefer at the end of the day, Jay? Uh, I think for me, the Scout Trooper was my favourite out of the two, which I definitely was not expecting, given how, you know, how big a fan of Darth Vader I am. I think, you know, one you know when you take on one of the most iconic villains of cinematic history you expect Darth Vader to you know blow you away and it's not it's it 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 wasn't that Darth Vader was a was a bad build or a uh, a bad display model i think i just think the scout trooper was a lot more accurate and they nailed the you know the lines and the angles and the proportions when you look at it um you know it just captures the look and appearance and the aesthetics of the scout trooper helmet just perfectly and to me you know that that that, that was a big you know that was a big part uh that was a big reason why i you know it had a slight edge over vader mm-hmm. vader was a very um interesting build they introduced a lot of very interesting techniques when putting the helmet together i found it very challenging because it was mostly black bricks as you assemble the exterior layer of vader's helmet together it you know at times i had to squint quite hard to 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 make sure I had, you know, layered the plates correctly because you, you were just, you know, at one point you're just building black on black on black. And did you did you enjoy the build for the Scout Trooper Invader? So I I enjoyed both builds. The build for the Scout Trooper I found to be it's quite straightforward. There were a couple of interesting twists in the way that things came together, but on the whole, the build process itself was not too complicated. I found that some of the techniques that were used in Vader, particularly to construct his mid-face and to get the angles of his eyes and the and the brow of the helmet sort of sloping backwards, I found that it was say some very complicated building techniques there um some things that had just never occurred to me as ways to approach the building um you know just turning elements upside down to to get the right angle at the top of the cheeks so 
if I were to be recommending one of these to someone coming out of their Dark Ages who'd not spent any time building Lego, I would probably encourage them to build the Scout Trooper first because the Darth Vader model... Look, if you've been building Lego aim, Lego models aimed at adults in recent recent years, I think it's it's fine, but it's uses so many techniques that you just wouldn't have seen um, if you'd grown up with Lego and then taken 10 or 15 years off uh, away from the from building contemporary sets. So it was a complicated build. I actually really enjoyed it, but yes, it's black and reflective black, apart from where I have two great big smudges on it um, that I just haven't been able to wipe off despite the spray with isopropyl alcohol and... Um, a couple of and and sort of a good solid microfiber cloth. It is a hard. It is a very difficult. Vader is a very difficult model to photograph. I know I, I struggled to get the right angles where you know it wasn't just reflecting light off right into my camera while still attempting to capture the 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 stud stud like texture of most of it and. And that I think itself is it make, make also makes it quite a hard model to display. So I have it situated right next to my uh, desk when I work from home, um, next to my computer. So I get to you know sneak glances at both the Scout Trooper and Vader helmets um, throughout my day at work, and it's a very interesting display piece because you have to angle it just right because it 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 catches the light in funny ways because it's so dark and at certain angles when you look at it all you can see is really you know this big black mass and you don't catch a lot of the finer details such as the um the eyes or his 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 mouth and all the di- different textures they kind of just bleed into one black void at certain angles but at cert- but but in other angles it looks great because i think it captures a lot of the iconic shapes and iconic lines of vader's helmet quite well i think um one one more reason why I didn't quite like Vader as well is that the vents look a bit funny. You were given this triangular sticker. There were a lot of weird stickers for. But I think at the end of the day, um, I really like what Lego have done with these helmets. I like that they're fairly inexpensive and still quite accessible. They're not typical play sets and you know as such they 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 don't have that messy toy-like characteristic where you have you know minifigs and small bits and pieces scattered across um across your table they're quite they, they're great for display um i'm toying with the idea of bringing vader in into my office i'm only in the office for a few days a week but um i think it yeah you could you would have no problem displaying it, you know, at home or at your workplace or at your, you know, as the latest addition to your Vader shrine. Um, and yeah, I think it's 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 a lot of fun for, you know, and, and you don't have to invest a lot of money and time into it. 
And you're definitely right. I think for for people who are getting into Star Wars or want a slightly different build experience than building a ship or a massive um, coffee table sized UCS model, it you know it it fulfills and it fills a very very um, um, interesting niche. I think that that Lego are yet to exploit. I think I agree for you know the 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 helmets the droids a little more expensive but the helmets are under 90 Australian dollars uh, and they provide a few hours of build experience and also introduce a collection of interesting techniques I think it's it's great one of the other things that's exciting about these sets is that they do have a general release certainly in Australia and I think you'll find in other retailers around the world. I know that our independent toy stores will also be having the helmets available on, maybe not on the day of the release, but certainly on the week of release. It just depends on when their shipment arrives. Um, so I, th- I think these these sets do offer a um, an advantage to the people who are looking to get a day one Star Wars purchase, but don't necessarily have ready access to a Lego brand retail or a Lego certified store. Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty good. I think yeah, I think they're both just really fun. I'm looking forward to yeah. more droids. Um I think hearing what you've said about the probe droid and looking at um it's not quite a helmet, but they released it alongside the helmets as well. And that is that just makes me think of all the other droids that you could have as oversized display pieces. Like I would love a proper gonk droid. You know, I think that would be just, just, just absolutely perfect for Star Wars. You know, geeks. I, I, I think, I think you could do, and you could do quite an interesting gonk droid at that scale. I think even doing a C three PO or Death Star droid head at the helmet sort of scale could also be a very interesting build and provide you with something that, again, it's just something that hasn't been tackled. We've seen the UCS R2-D2 about 10 years ago. I think, you know, there's there's scope for showing some of those more humanoid droids in a, in a helmet type of format. Um, now, Jay, we've seen some other helmets um, unveiled recently in other IPs. Oh yeah, um, everything from uh, from Marvel to DC. They've so we've seen Carnage, and more recently Venom and Batman revealed. I'm looking forward to being able to have a closer look at those those sets i've been a long time batman fan less so with venom and carnage but i'm still interested in having a look at those seeing how they come together i'm i'm left wondering the the batman one what we can see from the some of the publicity shots on lego.com he appears to have like a transparent dark transparent window element um, occupying the lower part of his face. I'm just imagining what it may look like to have an Ewok hood made in this style, um, just as another way of visiting 
visiting Star Wars again in the future, just the, the leather hood that the Ewoks tend to wear, but without the actual Ewok head in place. I say just go with an Ewok head so you can place it on a stake. You know, I think that would be that would be like morbid, but absolutely perfect if they were to try something like that out. I think going into speculation about the future, I would love to see them try and attempt a Chewbacca bust or helmet. I think they would be able to go nuts with the fur texture and I think they could pull it off. I think they could pull it off with Chewbacca. I agree. I think if it would be really interesting to see how the textures would transfer into uh, into brick form. And I think I think a combination of tiles and studs would work quite well to convey that that picture. Yeah, and I think I think looking looking beyond established IP that Lego have in their library, I would love to see them take this concept and roll it out across all possible IP. Like I would think a what's that Doctor Who you're a Doctor Who fan. Um what's that um it's called a cy- cyber the, the Cyberman. Cyberman. That Cyberman. would be cool. They would look really cool. Must Rider, I'm not sure if you're into like Japanese um, you know, is it an anime? Like like a masked rider would be, I, would be cool. I I know the concept that you mean when you're talking about the masked rider. Yeah, Power Rangers. Let's just go. Yeah, just go nuts with it. Like I feel like there's there's so much that they could tap into, and now that we're seeing you know DC come into the fold, we're seeing more Marvel characters fall in. I think. You know, they yeah. We could get into a situation where we'll have dozens upon dozens of helmets in your collection. I would like to know why we haven't seen a Spider Man yet. Well, they're gonna want us to keep buying them, and they can't. You know, they can't give us everything in one shot. And Lego tend to release their or Lego tend to keep their biggest releases for the second half of the year especially when you're coming close to that christmas period so who knows what we could see in the next few months i was going to say jay one of the things that we've seen a few great sets released recently we did particularly see the space shuttle set released on um, the first? April the first, and that was in fact not not a hoax, but there were a few issues with the VIP center and um, potential. We won't say gift with purchase, but perhaps redeemable gifts to try and get in parallel with the the space shuttle, and particularly the Ulysses probe, which we'd heard about. We received notification about. 24 hours beforehand that it was not going to be made available at the time of the set going on sale, that is to say at midnight on April 1st. Um, what what were your feelings about this? I think it was a complete shambles since the beginning. 
so let's rewind. Um, let's just rewind when the space shuttle was announced. So buried in between the paragraphs of the press release was the um was the mention of the uh the Ulysses probe as a rene- redeemable VIP reward. And mm. there's a bit of confusion there as well because initially they had they mentioned that there were two VIP rewards. Did you remember that? Which was yes, then corrected. That's right. Which was then corrected before we went to publish. Um but there were no pictures, there were no photos, there were no uh, it was just a mention of a Ulysses probe buried between a press release. And I, I, I remember asking Lego in the ambassador forum, hey, can we get some photos of this? Because this sounds exciting. People are obviously starting to plan out their purchases because the space shuttle isn't a is it isn't isn't the most affordable set. It's four hundred Australian dollars, which is which is a sizable chunk of change for a Lego set. And but you have this carrot of a exclusive VIP reward. And 2021 has been a 2021 has been a an all-out onslaught of very interesting VIP rewards. So we've had um we've had everything from sold out Winnie the Pooh sketches, which are currently being, you know, resold on eBay for $150 upwards. We've had VIP coins, and now we have the probe, which you know was 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 poorly communicated. No one knew what it was. There was a um an image of it that was sent out to VIP subscribers, but when it came to the day of the release itself, it just was not there. And I think it's also important to mention it was not sent out to VIP subscribers throughout the world. I think it was only, in fact, in the emails received by people in Europe, and certainly we didn't get it in Australia. Yep. So yeah, it's been it's been it's been really bizarre, and Lego has been very poor at communicating changes to or updates when it comes to the VIP reward center. And um, recently, when when the space shuttle launched in April as well, that was when the latest VIP coin, the classic space VIP coin, which, um, as you can imagine, would be the most popular VIP coin. We've had Octan, we've had Castle, we've had Pirates, and and now we have Classic Space, and that sold out in hours. The only one I would have cared about, and you did not redeem it, Richard. You I, missed out. I, I failed to realize that all I had to do was redeem it. I didn't need to place an order at that second. Uh, I suppose I'm looking at the way in which this was being run, and we compare it perhaps as an alternative way to running the gift with purchase that was offered at the start of the year on 1st of January when they offered the Lego Ideas cool um, convertible vintage car and that sold out in hours as well but it was not um, 
it was not conveyed to purchases at the time, so it wasn't until you'd placed your order that, and then got an email a few hours later saying, sorry, that this is not going through. So at least by redeeming points, they can allocate a certain number of these sets to purchases, even if they're not being purchased then and there. But certainly that opens up a whole other um, can of worms as far as people being able to order these sets, claim these sets, they don't need to redeem it then and there, but then to perhaps even be able to um, effectively fund their purchase of the main set with with these. You mentioned the Winnie the Pooh posters were going for about 150. The set itself is not much more than that. And so... No. Yeah, it's been... It's, it's... It's been really interesting because I think that we're starting to see a lot more desirable rewards trickle out from the VIP reward center, which is great for people mm. who are um who primarily purchase from Lego.com or if you're sitting on a um a treasure trove of unused VIP points, um suddenly your um the the intrinsic value of VIP points have has 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 gone up astronomically because of these exclusive or limited edition um, trinkets that are that 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 are being released through the VIP reward center. Have you have you been collecting VIP coins, Richard? I've I've not been collecting them. I I've I did redeem a coin code and I'm yet to actually claim it so I suspect I may not be able to actually get it because I was supposed to claim it within six weeks oh so and we'll see what actually happens there yeah this is bad news for me because I'm like I'm first and foremost a collector and I suffer tremendously I, I, I suffer FOMO and I experience FOMO tremendously I hate missing out on on stuff and I have this magpie like tendency to want to collect everything which is not great when it comes to Lego so I've I've, I've been on the I guess the coin collect uh, the coin collection um, trail yes. and it's been it's it's been very interesting because it's changed how I shop from lego.com it's changed my purchase behavior um, so Taking the, the 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 classic space coin as a as an example, because I knew it was going to be so popular and so in demand, I did not want to risk my coin going missing because you mm. never know with these things. So I made an order on Lego.com, and I've never done this. So I've always ordered enough to qualify for the free shipping threshold. But mm. just to, just to redeem my VIP code, I made an order for a um for a Joey Tribbiani friends keychain, which was I think six dollars or seven dollars, just to use my VIP code to ensure that my VIP coin would be dispatched to me, and I paid like twenty five dollars in shipping, which I think is. A bit high for a keychain and a coin, but that's that's what we get charged um, as a minimum shipping fee here in Australia. 
um, because I am going to hate myself if I miss out on that VIP coin because it will render the rest of my coin collection incomplete if I miss out on one. So, so, so I was going to ask, um, while you've paid functionally paid $27 for this classic space coin, what would you have been happy to pay for it? The coin on its own? The coin on its own, given that you had the rest of the coins in the set. Oh, I would pay like maybe if 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 I could purchase the coin using um actual currency and money, I would pay ten, twenty bucks for it. Okay. But if you go on eBay, you'll see that these coins, especially the classic space coin, because it's classic space, they're going for upwards of two hundred dollars each. Hardly anyone seemed to notice or get excited about the fact that there was a Lego Super Mario coin available um, if you purchase $75 worth of Lego Super Mario Lego sets from EB Games on March the 10th this year. I wonder whether they sold out or not. Mm, that's a good question. I should uh, I should look it up. But again, if you go on eBay, people are paying quite a... Quite a... Quite, a, quite crazy amounts for these coins. So, mm. um, yeah, uh, it's it's just been interesting. I think just going back to it, I think Lego could have managed this a lot better if they had been much, much clearer, which is how they communicate what gets released, when it gets released, and if there are delays. I think with the, just going back to the Ulysses probe, I think they made a mistake here turning it into a redeemable VIP reward. I felt like it would have gone over so much better for everyone involved if it was a gift with purchase with the shuttle. So similar to like the um the chariot and the Colosseum yep. or the Porsche welcome pack number bob with the um targa and turbo 911 yes. it should have been it should have been a gift with purchase um we we were up at at midnight because i was expecting the ulysses probe to drop at midnight um because you know the last thing i want is to miss out and um when it was clear that the probe was not coming i just decided I'm just going to wait. I'm just not going to buy a shuttle. So I don't have a shuttle on the way. Even though I was, I was primed, I was prepared. I had squared it off with my, um, with my budget and my finances and, you know, got the, got the purchase approved. Um, but no, I just didn't, just didn't pull the trigger because there was nothing, um, there's, there's nothing I needed. And I just instead bought a $6 Joey Tribbiani keychain. And that's it. Given that you can only claim one VIP code um, at a time, um, you're probably going to see a lot more of that sort of behaviour because if you had the coin and the Ulysses probe to claim, you'd be needing to make an additional purchase anyway. Yes. So, yeah, we'll see. Um... But yeah, I I think it's 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 quite interesting what Lego are doing with their VIP, you know, rewards program. And 
I don't know. I think it's it's it certainly makes it more fun for collectors because there's mm-hmm. just more stuff to collect, and I'm in two minds about the limited edition nature of products. Uh, on one hand, I do like that. I do like the concept of limited edition, you know, sets or collectibles that are not sets but are in you know manufactured in 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 scarce numbers you know kind of mm-hmm. drawing on that concept of artificial scarcity to fuel demand i like that because it you know it 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 sets my my collection apart from everyone else based on the choices that i make um but on the other hand i can see why a lot of fans and a lot of lego customers would find this quite annoying because it just gets into this i need to get there first or i'll miss out and it's not like a it's not like a lego set that sells out on launch day like we need a poo where you can always wait oh you know if i miss out i can wait three months six months or i can wait until it you know shows up in store whereas Mm. if you miss out on this classic space coin it seems like you're missing out for good. So I think it represents a, a shift in how Lego does business and how it, um, I guess, evolves as a company and a brand. And like any shift or evolution, it's going to it's gonna make some fans happy, but it's also going to alienate and annoy other fans as well. So it'll be interesting to see if they'll take any lessons from the vintage car and the coins and now the Ulysses probe debacle and see what they do with it. Absolutely. And look, I I agree that I think it does make the VIP coin the VIP points worth something more and exclusive. Um, for us, the VIP points work out at being around about a seven and a half percent redemption. Um, on a subsequent purchase through lego.com. And this is very similar to what we see from our certified stores as well, as far as their their in-house VIP program. So being able to differentiate itself, I think is really, is, is, is useful, but it's really frustrating. Um, if you can't claim that benefit from it by by just not being there in the first hour and a half and not everyone can be sitting there by the keyboard at midnight or half past 11 or one o'clock in the morning, depending on where in the world you are and when your online store ticks over. Exactly. And you don't want to get into sneaker buying and get into this um, this practice where you'll start to have to enter raffles or sweepstakes or invest into a bot to buy things because everyone else is trying to buy you know these limited things as well. I think there's a very 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 thin line that I hope that Lego does not cross. But as the you know. As Lego gets bigger, as more people get into it, and as the fan base grows, I feel like it's 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 almost an inevitability in a in a in a sense. If you look at 
you know, just how collectible, you know, retired sets or UCS sets or 18 plus sets have, have become, or even Brickhead for that, for that matter. Um, I think it's, you know, like any hobby, any adult hobby where there's a, you know, where there's a collectability aspect to it, it's, it's almost quite unavoidable because, for a lot of, I guess, long-time LEGO fans, you know, you're now having to compete with so many new fans and customers who are new to LEGO or who might have, you know, gotten into LEGO in the last year during lockdowns or the pandemic. And mm. now all of a sudden, like, if you look at Winnie the Pooh, it's, 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 it's been perpetually sold out, even... Even the bonsai or the flower bouquet, you know, that's that's been a um, an adventure and a half to, in order to even buy one at full price. So it certainly has. Five hundred and first um, clone battle packs. You know, there's just a few things that um, that 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 are just so high in demand, and I'm not sure if it's because they're great sets. I think in the case of Winnie the Pooh. Um, you know, Lego have obviously done an, a tremendous job with the set and with the minifigures that everyone wants to get their hands on it. But, you know, I also think that, you know, with the bonsai and the flower bouquet, it's just a it's just a reflection of just how big and mainstream Lego has gotten as a hobby. Mm. Who'd have who'd have thought that that a nostalgia based childhood toy would ultimately um, enter the realm of a collectible. Yeah, um, who who knew? I think I think if you ask a lot of people who've been around Lego for a long time, um, they would go, "Oh, we've seen peak Lego, and peak Lego was twenty fourteen, post the release of the Lego Movie." Um, but you know, here we are now. Oh, that's really interesting, Jay. I wonder. Um, listeners, what your experiences have been with VIP points, uh, we'd be delighted to hear your feelings about these, about the Ulysses debacle, your feelings about anything else that we've spoken about today, the April Fool's pranks, the Star Wars helmets. You could get in touch with us at extrapiecespod at gmail.com or alternatively you can reach us on Twitter or Instagram at Extra Pieces Pod. We would be delighted to hear from you and we look forward to opening up the mailbag and bringing some of the comments to our next episode. Um, what do you think we might be likely to talk about next time, Jay? Oh, I think as we approach Star Wars Day, there's going to be a few you know, surprises, a few reveals in the coming weeks. If you go on Lego.com, you've um, you've also seen the bat, the classic TV, classic Batman, Batmobile, and a whole bunch of uh, busts and helmets that are coming along. So yeah, watch this space. I think we'll have plenty to discuss in the coming weeks. Thank you so much for listening to episode one of the Extra Pieces podcast. We've had a lot of fun recording this and we can't wait to be in your ears and in your feeds again very, very soon. This is Jay and Richard and you're listening to the Extra Pieces Podcast.
You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.